All right, lads, welcome to Moving the Chains, the divisional round. We've got to wrap up some pretty incredible scenes that happened over the weekend. Boys, Chad Townsend, Nick Davis are with us. Sowie, obviously. <laughs> the Saints lost, so he's a no The toys are out of the cot. The toys yeah. are out of the cot. <laughs> No real surprise there. I'll, mind you, I've been the same all year with the 49ers losing every week. Me too. Me too. Uh, but, boys, firstly, I am if I am buzzing so much that it comes across on the microphone, it's because of the Indian... It's because you got the call. Please tell me that you got the call from the selectors to go to South Africa and spearhead this attack, Trent Copeland. No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> but were you boys watching that test series? What a finish. What a finish, Copes. Fifth day... Final session, mate, it was anyone's game. Look, I thought Indian deservedly won the test match. They batted outstanding in the last innings. Obviously, I'm staunch, staunch Australian and I'll back the boys 100%. But, hey, I'll applaud great cricket. Yeah, credit where credit's due. And, and I think we, um, we're we across enough sports and we love all sports when you see a great effort. Um, and, and that's stuff, Copes, that you don't learn in the nets, probably. You don't learn, you just... You want to do it, and the scenes after the game where you could see how passionate they were with the Indian flag out on the ground—that's um, something. And uh, if you're up and about buzzing, I don't know what the uh, the billion plus people in India are like today. Oh yeah, just for me, Test cricket was the winner. Honestly, yeah. it's probably the greatest Test series win for India, definitely, and then potentially away from home in the history of the game. So. There's the magnitude of the situation and, yeah, it was quite incredible to witness. Anyway, on to what we're supposed to be talking about <laughs> this week. Uh, big thanks to topsport.com.au for their support. Uh, divisional round, boys. Yeah. Biggest takeaways straight away. Uh, Dickie, we'll start with you. While you're going, you're on a hot streak here early on. This is a record <laughs> inclusion from you. <laughs> five minutes. Uh, what, what was the biggest takeaway you found from the weekend? Uh, biggest takeaway was the um, the Bills' defense for me. I thought um, a, a lot has been spoken about um, Josh Allen, um, Stephon Diggs, and, and what they were able to do offensively. But I think it's important, and um, and Chad, you can back me up in a, in a team, and probably copes in cricket as well. When the when it comes down to it, you know, if you can rely on a good defense, um, you've only got to score as many points as what they. Do and, and they were able to um, to get dragged through by their defense, um, and yeah, Copes uh, too good. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Cheteswar Pajara in the in the test matches, he's built on his defense. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, what about you, Chad? Yeah, look for me, uh, Copes and boys. I think the biggest thing that I took away from the weekend was uh, still how hot. Aaron Rodgers is and the connection he has with Devontae Adams. Look, Devontae Adams was up against probably the best cornerback in the game in Jalen Ramsey, if not one of the best. And he made him look like a school kid. Some of the routes he ran, uh, the separation he created, it just it shapes up for this weekend's matchup, which we're going to get into a bit later on with the Bucks and the Packers. It's probably, you know, one of the, the greatest division games we'll, we'll see. So, uh, look, yeah, I, I just think that Rogers, the seasons he's had, um, his performance on the weekend, it's all, you know, it's all coming together at the moment for the Packers. Yeah, I love that. I, I was so excited to sit down and watch Aaron Donald try and take down Rodgers and then yeah. also that matchup that you spoke about. Like, that's what the NFL is all about. He um, just looked really hampered, Copes, didn't he, with, the, with those rib injuries. And yeah. you could see it after the game, how emotional he was, that he, he probably knew that he wasn't able to give it his best. Yeah, and it was a, it was a real shame. Um, but, you know, in, in saying that, I think 
deserved winners, the Packers, which we'll delve into a little bit later. And wouldn't it be a fairy tale uh, at Lambeau there come the end of the season? Um, my biggest takeaway from the weekend, I think we're looking at, oh, this is going to be a bold statement, uh, a hot take <laughs> from me, which is rare. Um, I think one of the NFL's last 20 years, great questions and potentially, you know, uh, the history of the NFL, uh, is it Brady or is it Belichick uh, that has contributed <laughs> the most to, you know, the greatest sporting franchise results in, in recent history and maybe ever? Uh, I think we've seen the answer. It's now no longer a question. It's Tom Brady. Uh, what he's done with the Bucks in year one with COVID and no preseason. Uh, you compare that to what the Pats did this year with no Brady and Belichick at the helm. So uh, I think Tom Brady's gone a long way towards answering that question. It, it's, it's him that is the main piece when it comes to franchise leadership and winning on field. That's for sure. I actually Did he go all the way? I don't know. It's funny you say that, Copes, because I actually saw a quote this afternoon from Bruce Arians where, and we all know we've spoken about th- about the year and Bruce Arians and the fact that him and Brady have you know, butted heads a few times, but they've seemed to work it out now. And the quote from Bruce Arians was, sometimes I just let Tom Brady coach. I sit back and I listen and I watch Tom Brady and he coaches our team. And he said he wasn't allowed to do that at the Patriots. So that was one of the points of which could have, you know, ended Tom's time in um, New England. But uh, it was definitely an interesting point. Yeah, great point. Uh, I think the, um, you know, the best coaches in all sports are the ones that empower their players to take over, take the reins in the important moments. But no more so than quarterbacks in the NFL, that's for sure. Anyway, let's get on to the big wraps of the weekend. Uh, start with the Bills and the Ravens. I've been on the Bills since early yep. preseason, uh, NFL offseason, and it was mm. this was based on the defense, firstly, uh, and then Josh Allen's you know, really come on leaps and bounds since then. But it was a clinical performance. Not helped, though, on the Ravens' side of the ball by Lamar Jackson exiting the game. Uh, Dickie, I'll start with you. Yeah. Uh, the Bills too good, really, weren't they? Yeah, they were, and, and uh, although uh, the scoreboard suggested it was closer for, for longer, uh, uh, you, you sort of felt that they were more likely to be in control of the game, and he got the pick six, which was, you know, yeah, uh, which was huge, a huge play in the game, and then Lamar going out and, and getting um, obviously injured, um, but as <clears throat> look, I was pretty heavy, obviously, the last few weeks uh, on, on the Ravens, and um, they they probably did end up you know a little bit of a one trick pony at the end. They backed that running game, they backed that running game in. They weren't when the pressure comes on uh, in in third and longish um, situations. Uh, Lamar Jackson is just unable to pass the ball down the field and, and find those receivers, and that's going to be something that um, it's on the tip sheet of everyone that they play. Uh, you can get through regular season games like that, but in crucial times in, in playoff games, third and long. You need to be able to throw the ball down the field and move the chains, and and he just wasn't able to do that. Um, so it's another another not a um, not a straight out of the playoffs, but another disappointing exit for the Ravens. Yeah, I agree with that. And Chad, today the uh, Ravens announced that they're going to release RG three, but big news on Mark Ingram. Uh, they obviously see in J.K. Dobbins something that yeah. they like long term. 
Yeah, definitely. Look, I think J.K. Dobbins has come in this season um, and he's been tremendous. He's had a great rookie season, I think. Um, it really just shows by these two roster moves today and releasing the veteran quarterback, Robert Griffin III, and also the veteran running back, marking that the Ravens uh, are clearly you know, looking to make their team better next year and they don't think that these two need to be around. So, oh, yeah, I agree with Dickie. I thought Dickie made up some great points then. I just think that... Um, you know, the, the Ravens are heavily favoured in, in the rush game and, and Lamar's biggest growth uh, will be his, you know, third and long situation. So uh, the Ravens, yeah, look, a few tipped them to go all the way with some of the games they had a few weeks ago. Um, not to be, I think they'll probably, they'll, they weren't the better team on the weekend and the Bills deservedly, the season they've had, um, you know, a well-placed to, to even beat the Chiefs this weekend, I think. Yeah, good call. And I think the biggest move they may need to make now that they've got a rookie-scale contract on a running back is upgrade a receiver. They can't, yeah. they can't live life in the playoffs with just Mark Andrews and a burner in Marquise Brown. Uh, and certainly, uh, Des Bryant's past his best. They need to upgrade a receiver to help Lamar out. So cool. anyway, moving on, uh, let's go to the Packers and the Rams. We've spoken about it a little bit already. Uh, this, this one was... Let's focus on the Packers' side of the ball first. Um, their red zone efficiency this year has been incredible. Um, there was times during this game where the Rams looked like they were going to stop them. Uh, and even the first couple of drives, they looked like they were going to hold them out. But, Dickie, the, the Packers and your man, you've picked topsport.com.au for MVP at the start of the season. Aaron Rodgers, he just looks unstoppable. And it, this fairy tale, it's going to go all the way, isn't it? I think I think it is, and <laughs> you hope it is. I hope it does because um, look, it's good to be right sometimes. It, look, a broken clock <laughs> is right twice a day, but if I can get this one right, I'll be super happy. Look, I think, and it was off the basis as I said. Look, he's going to come out and play. Like he's got, you know, he's a got a serious attitude. He's a he's a been one of the best quarterbacks in the, in the in the league for a long time, and. And how he took the the drafting or the moving up in the draft to take a quarterback, uh, I just thought he was going to play, you know, with with some serious attitude. And um, he looks like he's out there, he's playing with his attitude, but he but he's relaxed. Not only and and thinking back on it now, would Aaron Rodgers have taken it as a bit of a, a clip? All the wide receivers, apart from um, Adams, what are the other wide receivers that are out there listening to and going, oh look, we should have upgraded a receiver. Well, you know, they've got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder too. And uh, look, they're, they're, the Chiefs heads, they're, they're rolling. And, and they're, they're a team and an organisation that once they get momentum, they, um, they win football games. And uh, look, I, I think the, the coaching system they got, the, the new offence that they're, they're running, it just looks... Um, Jamal Williams and um, the, their running game, I think they had 160 yards combined. They're looking good. Yeah, absolutely. Aaron Jones is one of the league's best yep. rushers and efficiency yep. in the red zone, finding the end zone. And AJ Dillon, the rookie this year, he looks pretty good as well. Um, they won this game 32-18, Chad. Uh, but for a large portion of the first half, this was on level pegging. Um, when the game needed to be won by the quarterback, though, uh, Jared Goff just didn't have the answers and he really hasn't had them all year. Uh, and it certainly looks like McVeigh is losing patience with him. Yeah, he's been pretty inconsistent this year, I think, Goff. And, um, you know, we were just talking previously off, off air about um, the McVeigh press conference uh, post-game. And Dickie mentioned that he, McVeigh seemed to sort of lose a little patience uh, after copying repeated questions about 
know, whether golf would still be around next year. I think that, um, you know, these guys have got, you know, history. They made a Super Bowl together only a few years ago. So now um, the Rams have kind of changed their culture and, you know, McVay is a, a, a great a great coach. So, um, you know, Goff's future remains to be seen. But just quickly, I think, on the Packers situation, uh, Aaron Rodgers really has the organisation to thank uh, for drafting Jordan Love and really putting a rocket <laughs> up his backside. <laughs> say, the whole Packers, the whole Packers uh, franchise organisation fans should thank them for this. <laughs> just, just quickly, while uh, Dickie was going through his analysis from the game, I actually Googled Jordan Love and um, to see some of the articles now that you know they're debating about whether Jordan Love was a, was a good pick. And boys, a lot of the games this year, Jordan Love actually hasn't even been dressed because. Aaron Rodgers has just been a man on fire. So, um, you know, we know that Aaron Rodgers wasn't happy when the organisation did that. But I think now, you know, he's a man who is well and truly in charge of his game. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Maybe the only other storyline that came out of it for me, out of the playoffs in general, really, and the back end of the season for the Rams was Cam Akers to me. Absolutely. Like he's a absolute season, stud yeah. and, you know, very much in the mould of Todd Gurley and how he went about things. But so it puts him in the same position as um, as, the Ra- as the Ravens with J.K. Dobbins. You've got uh, a, a, your number one running back going forward on a rookie, rookie contract. Deal, yeah. And you've got question marks over your quarterback. There's a big name quarterback out there that is, uh, that is just going to float around. And um, look, there's been talk about Deshaun Watson and whether the Jags should give up the number one pick and stuff like that. We might talk about it a little bit later. If you can add Deshaun Watson to uh, uh, your side, you are doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, as a 49ers fan who's uh, heavily invested and I'm a big fan of Jimmy Garoppolo as a game management guy, um, certainly salaries match and and the way things would work in a trade, there's assets there to give. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I'd, I'd love it. Free to good match. Yeah, that's, that's my question to you, you, him, so you, you give him a free pair of shoes and everything. Are you taking, are you taking Deshaun Watson now as a 49ers fan if you guys can get him? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No question. There's, and it, it's no disrespect to Jimmy G, but uh, look, this is a top five quarterback in the league and he will be for the next five years, health permitting. So, And this 49ers team is a win-now team. Yeah. The, the tough thing is salary and um, you know, the cap crunch is coming hard for us uh, and it's going to be difficult to keep, you know, like the Forrest Buckner last year and numerous other players, um, Raheem Mostert getting a, a short-term you know, interim deal. All these guys need to get paid. So that's going to be the tough thing. Anyway, let's move on. I, I thought they were great points. Cam Akers, Jonathan Taylor, yeah. you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, this rookie class of running backs, I thought they were outstanding. Um, a big storyline out of this weekend, and we touched on it briefly, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Saints in what can only be described as an upset. I think when Michael Thomas got back onto the field for these playoffs, I think everyone thought that the Saints were going to give it a real shake. Um, Two things that came out of the game that I'd like to talk about with you is Dickie, Drew Brees, and potentially the last game of his career. There's a bit of talk about him retiring. Mm -hmm. But also Michael Thomas going catchless in a playoff game. That, that to me, is huge. Yeah, look, I think, uh, first of all, um, on the quarterback front, look, I, I think it's... You know, I heard it on another podcast today that it's very rare that careers end well 
And unfortunately for, for Drew Brees, um, I'm not sure uh, if his career is going to end that well. So, uh, look, it's disappointing. It's as good as, and as many games and as many points, as many touchdowns as he's thrown, um, that he was it. You know, you don't always get that fairy tale, and that's disappointing. But uh, on the other side of the ball, you know, it gives Tom a chance to to go and and, and do what he does. But yeah, you know, Mike Thomas, he's just had such an injury an injury plague year and um, and and continuity. Um, it, it just wasn't there for him. He he was um, he was can't guard Mike last year, and then towards the back end of this year, um, you know, he couldn't. He couldn't get anywhere near that ball, so uh, it was disappointing. Um, I know I was disappointed as a Saints fan that they were um, they were able to go out through. You know, this is a, an opportunity. The window was open for them, and they couldn't win. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Chad, just on the other side of the ball, Brady looks like you know on the back of a Leonard Fournette, really good performance uh, with not only on the ground uh, between the tackles, but also in the passing game. And those options that he's got in the passing game, he looks... Now, this is like peak Brady with you know, some of the best receivers he's ever had. Yeah, 100%. Look, we all know that this team is completely stacked on offense. And I think it was just another typical Brady performance in the postseason. I thought, as you mentioned, Lennon Fournette probably had one of his best games. And he's probably gone a bit unnoticed so far this year. A little bit quiet, you know, where he hasn't been the main piece of the offense. And he's had to share the reps with, uh, you know, Ronald Jones and, and a few others. So... Look, I think um, just on Breeze, I think he'll go down as probably, you know, he'll go down in the Hall of Fame as one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Uh, but it's just, you know, they haven't, the Saints, they just haven't been able to get through uh, to, you know, the Super Bowl for, for a number of years. So, um, you know, as Dickie said, you can't always win out in the Super Bowl, but hey, Breeze, he'll go down as one of the greats of all time. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. He's an absolute legend. I love the way he talks about the game, the way he and Sean Payton have really changed their offense over the last five years to go from heavy passing to run defense, uh, you know, and, and even the way they've changed their defense as a whole. But to me, the biggest standout in the last couple of weeks and even the back end of the season has been Jason Pierre-Paul, Devin White, Levante David, just monstering teams on defense. Uh, they're having a huge impact and it's letting Brady pick and choose whether he passes or they go with the run game. So uh, that to me is where they're going to need to go to next week if they're going to have a chance. Uh, against the Packers. But uh, let's get on to the last game of the round. And the, the big one for me, the talking points are really obvious out of this one. Chad, we'll let you go nuts on the Brown side of things. <laughs> but firstly, Dickie, Pat Mahomes leaving the game with a concussion. And as anyone who's you know a sporting mm. fan anywhere that's seen someone a bit woozy after a concussion, it's not nice to see. But when you're talking potentially the greatest footballer on the earth right now. Yeah. Uh, that was a bit scary for us, but also, uh, I mean, all Chiefs fans out there have got to cross their fingers and hope he passes protocols this week. It's big. It's, um, it, it's going to be a big... Uh, everyone will be watching the injury, <laughs> the injury reports as they, as they keep coming out uh, in the back end of this week. Um, look, oh, I think... Uh, I'm going to be a little bit critical of him. He, he can sometimes put himself in these frivolous positions to get himself, you know, hurt like that. And understanding of his worth to the team, that sometimes he doesn't need to do that. Um, so I can be a little bit critical of him there. But of his actual play, um, look, he, he just makes passes that people can't do. Uh, he makes people on his team better. 
if he can uh, if he can stand up, they're um, they're a big shot of, of going all the way again. But he's got to make it, He's got a long. He signed a big contract. He's got a lot of money to make over a lot of, uh, over a number of years. He needs to start protecting himself. He's not. Um, he's going to learn, uh, and hopefully, it's not a hard lesson that he's not. You know, he's not Superman. He's not invincible. Yeah, it's a good point. And I guess the question out of that, firstly, before you get to the Brown side of things here, Chad, uh, let's go to Chad Henney. If Pat Mahomes can't take the field next week, do you think he can come into what is a pretty well-established offense with some unbelievable weapons around him uh, and a, a defense that's shown in the playoffs that they can get the job done? Do you think he could get them across the line? Yeah, look, I, I think I think he can. I think I saw enough from him in the fourth quarter, the toughness um, to get some first downs, um, passing accuracy. But uh, look, he's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. But I think um, he's he's well placed. He's obviously been around the team all season, uh, been the backup, hasn't played too much, but obviously has a lot of reps at training. Um, you know when he's required. So can he step in? This offense, you know, pretty much runs itself. These these receivers are. Uh, out of this world. So I think he can come in and do the job. Yeah, perfect. And I, I think um, you know, it's going to be huge, whichever way that goes. I think you'll see the market shift hugely yeah. on topsport.com.au on the back of that news. So 22-17 as a Browns fan, first time in the playoffs for a long time, mate. It, it must have been, uh, firstly, just great to see them put up such a good fight. Um, but also players like Rashad Higgins, uh, there's a big moment there we'll talk about a little later. But on the whole, the run game in particular and the schemes that Stefanski's running for you guys and then Baker's performance must be so exciting. Yeah, 100%. Look, I think when you when I'm looking back at this whole season, it was definitely a success. You know, obviously losing against the Chiefs, probably the number one seed of, of the whole competition, 22-17, which is, uh, was a such... Uh, tight game, uh, as you mentioned, that that big moment just before the half with Rashad Higgins when he reached out and and had the touchback and and you know I actually didn't know that they you know that they seem to get taught not to reach out that close to the goal line. Apparently, it's you know don't be selfish, just take the um, take the hit, protect the ball. So that was obviously yeah, but you don't expect to get helmet to helmet contact. Yeah, either. and that was kind of overlooked. I think you know looking back on the replays, obviously you know a lot of the commentators were saying there's clear helmet to helmet here. I don't know if it was just because of it was in the act of scoring and it kind of got missed and because it was such a big play. But there was clear. LeBron, helmet. LeBron was talking about it as well. <laughs> so when when LeBron talks about it, you know it's legit. So, um, but in saying that, you know as you mentioned, Copes, look the uh, the run game. Uh, the one-two punch between Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb was outstanding this year. I really think Baker took his game to another level of where he needed to be this year. I think he's still got ways away of going to being an elite quarterback in this league, but I think he took a massive step this year. You know, the type of leader he needs to be around that organisation. I think the first year under new coach Kevin Stefanski, uh, the way he controlled this team, uh, the way he changed the culture from OTAs to training camp right into the game with COVID, which was such a challenging year. Look, um, I'm a happy fan. I'm proud of the lads. While uh, a lot of the boys, everyone was giving it to me about, <laughs> about losing once I put it out there on social media that um, I was getting into everyone. But hey, it's a bit of fun. But, um, you know, it's all done now. Yeah. And um, are, they, are they a better team without Odo, Odo Beckham Jr. on the field? Yes. I, I firmly believe that. But would I like to see him traded? Probably not. Like, I would still like him to be around next year. But um, if he gets traded, like, he's obviously got a huge contract and there's plenty of assets that would come back to our way. So, 
Uh, to me, I think it's a win-win. I think if he, if he comes back into this team, uh, you know, I just I really like the way this team play without him. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a it's a great opportunity for a head coach to make a stand and say, "Look, we can do this without you. We really want you to be here, but things are going to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it's not all about you." Uh, Jarvis Landry and numerous others in the run game, Rashad Higgins. Um, and certainly the, the two assets that I think you've got up your sleeve are David Njoku, who started to show what he's capable of, and also Odell Beckham. Mm. Those two contracts and those two players in themselves, along with Austin Hooper, they can, they can really take this team to be one of the best offences in the league. Yeah. Um, and the most exciting thing, I think, from a Browns point of view is number one PFF-graded offensive line. In yeah. the past three years, it's been an absolute shit show. So yeah. to have yeah. that in order, and most of them locked down on good long-term contracts, that's huge. So been outstanding uh, all season yeah. the O line. Yeah, yeah I'll be, we said it last week, Chad. I'd be surprised if this is a one and done for them in the playoffs. So I think they'll be um, they'll be playoffs for uh, years to come. Such a such a tough division, too, lads. <laughs> yeah, good one. Well, I think um, <laughs> uh, let's look. Let's look forward to. Uh, this coming week, divisional round in the in the back um, of our minds now. Uh, Packers, Bucks, and Bills, Chiefs. Um, Chad, topsport.com.au. What are the markets saying presently? And then we'll delve into each of those two matchups. Just a bit yeah. of a preview. Yeah, look, Green Bay Packers are playing Buccaneers this weekend at Lambeau Field. Packers are paying $1.48 on topsport.com.au and the Buccaneers are $2.69. Probably uh, fair odds at the moment. I think the Packers deservedly favourites. But, um, hey, lads, this week I'm going to pick the Green Bay Packers to take a dub there. Nice one, Dickie. Yeah, uh, look, I'm going to roll with the with the Packers. I think um, they've got enough um, strike power. They... They don't rely, and it's been pretty uh, pretty well publicised. They've got their main wide receiver, but he doesn't score, you know, all their touchdowns. They got um, they got the MVP behind the uh, with the ball in hand. He'll get the job done. Uh, and probably the one thing that, that's sad is Lambo would have been looking at Lambo Field. Uh, there was a, there was yeah. a bit of a crowd in there, and they were, they were super loud. What it would be like if it was, you know, fully heaving in there would be awesome. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame for them. But I'm with you there. I think the Packers will get it done. Uh, but very impressive from Tom Brady and the, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so far this season. All right, let's move to the Bills Chiefs. What's the current market? And I reckon maybe what do you think it would go to if Pat Mahomes was to miss? Yeah, current market, lads, on topsport.com.au. The Buffalo Bills are outsiders, $2.18. And the Kansas City Chiefs are at $1.71. So if... Pat Mahomes was out with his concussion this week. I really feel that the Bills would come into favourites. I think the fact yeah. that... Yeah, it'd be um, a direct swap, if yeah. not shorter. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So, I think, look, I, I'm still going to take this week, lads, and, and shoot me now, but I'm, I'm going to take the Bills this week. I, I'm on Bills Mafia at the moment. I really like what they're doing on both sides of the ball. You know, I feel like the Chiefs... Um, you know, they're a little bit, they've been a little bit scratchy. They've they obviously had the, the first week by... Um, you know, just got through the game on the weekend against the Browns. So the Bills, I think they're riding high with confidence. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, um, you know, I'm getting on the Bills Mafia. Let's go. Yeah, I think so too. I'm, I'm going to get on the Bills as well. I've been on them the whole year. And I think getting on now is a great option at that price, given the, the risk of 
Pat Mahomes missing. And yeah, look, it's been Cole Beasley. It's been numerous others that have just come up trumps in the big moments. And then their defense last week started to look back to their best. So oh, I'm with you there. Um, Dickie, what about you? Yeah, I think I think the same. I, I think um, for all, if it's hard, the, the Bills are the Bills. But <laughs> I think I said it last week, Chad, as well. I think if they weren't the Bills, if they had this same roster on another side, People would be a lot more confident in in this team, but I, they, think, they've changed, like, I think they've changed that, Dicky. I think they've changed. I think that yeah. Well, they're yeah. Everyone's starting to come around now, but because they called the Bills and they wear the Bills uniform, they're expecting old Bills, you know, to to fall over. But well, I think their uh, momentum is a great thing. Um, I don't think if if Mahomes doesn't practice all week, they don't need reps with him. They know what's going on. They're a well-oiled machine. Yeah. Uh, but look, if he doesn't play, the the odds would directly flip, I think, and and the bills would be um, super short. So, yeah, if you want to gamble responsibly on topsport.com.au and you want to back, uh, you, you got inside information about uh, concussion, um, bet now and, and you might be able to um, to secure a good price. Yeah, no, it's a great call. So the boys are on the Packers and the Bills uh, and certainly the Chiefs would have to be the favourites um, if Pat Mahomes does take the field. Question without notice, just before we go, Super Bowl champs, there's four teams left right now. Who you got for winning it all? Chad? Yeah, I'm going to go Green Bay Packers. I, I'm getting on, uh, I'm, I'm going Packers, Bills in the Super Bowl. It's going to be an epic, uh, epic clash. And I'm just going, I'm riding this Aaron Rodgers wave. I feel like this season, uh, it's going to be a fairy tower season for, for Rodgers. I just feel that this kick in the ass in, uh, at, the, at the draft with the Jordan Love situation, it's just going to be Aaron Rodgers going a big, get that up yeah, to the Packers organization and uh, bringing home the uh, Lombardi trophy. Nice one. Dickie? Same. I read I, uh, everything that Chad said and more. I think, um, yeah, he's been good to watch. I, like I said, I had a, uh, some sort of invested interest in uh, in cheering him on. Um, What's your return? So, What's your return? Enough. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to have much on it. Thirty-one dollars to get a decent return. But um, look, oh, I think that um, that. There's not a lot that can go wrong in in that in that team. I, I just think that they are um, they're a steady football team. They're well coached. Um, that that sort of hasn't been made a uh, not much has been made of of that over the this year. But the the difference in coaching there has been has been huge. Yeah, I agree. And and the I guess progression of guys like Robert Tunyon. <laughs> Uh, in the passing yeah. game, particularly in the red zone, has been mm. huge. So, look, I agree, boys. I think the Packers will probably do it, but uh, if they don't, I hope the Bills do because it's been yeah. a hell of a story, um, and it'd be unreal to watch a team that has really had to just wind back two seasons when they had Frank Gore there. They had basically no <laughs> offense uh, and a rookie quarterback. Um, they've built from the ground up, and it'd be a hell of a story. So. Uh, as the boys have said, topsport.com.au is your place to go for those markets. Get on and have a look at them. Uh, get on your same game multis and all of those sort of things. But divisional round in the rearview mirror, it's four teams to go. We're all in the Packers. It's going to be exciting to watch. And then we've got Super Bowl preview show next week. Hopefully, Sowie shows up for that one. Thanks for joining us, boys. <laughs>